Super Bowl 56 is Sunday. We'll talk about it on today's episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast for Friday, February 11th, 2022. I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. And today our episode is brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Well, today we're going to move away from the Jets, a rare show where, where we will not talk about the New York Jets. Of course, this is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're free and available on all platforms, including now YouTube. If you like what you see or hear, click the subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube and like this episode, give it a thumbs up. It helps other Jets fans find this channel. But as I said, we're not going to talk about the Jets today because Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. The Cincinnati Bengals will play the Los Angeles Rams for the championship of the NFL. Lots of storylines heading into this game. And Super Bowl is always kind of difficult to predict because in the NFL, it's not like NHL, it's not like the NBA, it's not like baseball. It's a one-game situation, and anything can happen in one game. And we saw that this year. The Jets beat the Bengals this year. The Jets beat the Rams last year when they were 2-14. and 14. Different Rams team, but not only did the Jets beat the Bengals this year, they beat them with Mike White at quarterback, their backup quarterback. So anything can happen, and anything, anything does happen in the Super Bowl. I mean, a game can change on a miracle play, like a guy catching a ball off his helmet. A game can change because of an injury, like Rob Gronkowski playing hurt. It can change based on a player who's normally reliable not making a play, like Wes Welker dropping a pass. It can change because of some out-of-context performance, like Nick Foles outplaying Tom Brady. And yes, by the way, I'm really mentioning one team losing Super Bowls. I kind of enjoyed the games when that particular team lost the Super Bowl. But in one game, anything can happen. And anything does happen in the Super Bowl. So it becomes very difficult to predict. So I'm not sure I'm going to make a prediction in part because I'm awful at making predictions. But I'm going to give you some things that I'll be watching for in this game. And there are plenty of different storylines in this game. You have the Bengals coming in. Two years ago, they were 2-14. and 14. They were the worst team in the NFL. An incredible turnaround. They're led by the great young quarterback, Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase, who looks like one of the top receivers in the NFL already as a rookie. Then on the other side, you have the Rams, who have kind of been building to this moment. They were in the Super Bowl a couple of years back, and they have Matthew Stafford now at quarterback. Stafford's had a long and successful NFL career. I always felt like he was one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league when he was with Detroit. The Lions did not have a ton of team success with him there, but that wasn't his fault. The defense was seldom very good there. And I'm kind of happy to see Stafford have some success. And as a Jets fan, and maybe you feel differently, I know it's very much based on your own circumstances, how you feel about these teams. I mean, maybe you live in one of these cities and you're rooting for them. Maybe you're living in one of these cities and you just don't like the fans, so you hope that they lose. But I think for a neutral Jets fan, this is not really a game where you have a tremendous rooting interest. 
unlike games where New England's in there, or unlike even last year where I was kind of rooting against Brady, and we all know Tampa Bay blew out Kansas City. So for me, it's kind of a rare stress-free Super Bowl Sunday because I don't have a big problem with either of these teams winning. I think it would be kind of cool if the Bengals won. Whenever a team like the Bengals comes out of nowhere and wins, it kind of gives me hope as a Jets fan because you see that this is a franchise that's been down for a very long time. They went, you know, 30 plus years without winning a playoff game, lots of heartbreak. And now they're finally putting it all together. And two years ago, they were just at the bottom of the league, just like the Jets. And they turned it around quickly. It gives, gives me hope that things can turn around. But at the same time, I mean, I don't have a big issue with the Rams winning. It, very interesting storyline in this game as well. And this is kind of random, but... If you look at the Bengals' Super Bowl history, this is the third time they've been in the Super Bowl. And as many people pointed out heading into championship weekend, the first two times came against the San Francisco 49ers who were playing in the NFC championship game. So there was a chance that the Bengals make their, make, would make their third Super Bowl and it would be the third time they've played the 49ers. That obviously did not happen as the Rams defeated the 49ers in the NFC championship game. But there actually is kind of a tie-in with past Bengals Super Bowls. This is the third Bengals Super Bowl, and all three times, the coaching matchup has kind of been a mentor versus protege type thing. 40 years ago, it's amazing that this was 40 years ago, and I was not around to see it, but the Bengals made their first Super Bowl appearance against the San Francisco 49ers. It was the first Super Bowl, the Bill Walsh, Joe Montana era, which, you know, even though I wasn't around to see it, still amazes me that it's 40 years ago. And Walsh, was very upset because he thought he he had been on the Cincinnati Bengals coaching staff under the legendary coach Paul Brown. He thought he was going to get the job when Brown stepped down and retired, and he did not. Now, Brown was not the coach of the Bengals at the time. Obviously, he had retired, but he still owned the team. So it was kind of a revenge game for Bill Walsh. Seven years later, the 49ers and Bengals met again. Walsh was still the coach of the 49ers. In fact, it was his last game as 49ers head coach. The coach of the Bengals there was Sam Weish, who had coached under Walsh and had a very close relationship with them with him. And now you have Sean McVay versus Zach Taylor. Taylor worked on McVay's staff. The two of them went to a Super Bowl together. And now they meet in this big game. They meet with the championship of the NFL on the line. So, you know, kind of interesting how things like that work out. Just a little random Super Bowl storyline. I'm sure you've heard all the storylines this week. I'm sure you're aware that Taylor coached under McVay. But kind of crazy that the Bengals, in all three of their Super Bowls, the, the matchup has featured some sort of mentor versus protege coaching relationship. I thought that was kind of cool. But ahead here on the Locked on Jets podcast, I'll talk about some of the things I'll be looking for in this game. The NFL championship game, Super Bowl 56 on Sunday between the Rams and the Bengals. Of course, we all hope the Jets will be in the Super Bowl sooner rather than later. To get there, they're going to have to add plenty of players with upside. And I want to tell you today about this app called GetUpside. It's an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. 
Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Again, that's promo code TOUCHDOWN using the GetUpside app. If you want to place a bet on the big game, BetOnline has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And you can bet on all sorts of interesting props. You can bet on the color of the Gatorade the coach will be doused with after the game. You can bet on things such as the halftime show. There, You name it, you can bet on it when it comes to the Super Bowl and all the prop bets there. But after the game ends, you should know that BetOnline is not just about football. They have up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen and first watch every day. The show is available and free on all platforms. And be sure to check out other great content on the Locked On Podcast Network as we prepare for Super Bowl 56. We've got Locked On NFL, Locked On Rams, Locked On Bengals. Those shows are all providing great content this week to prepare you for the big game. And today I'm talking about Super Bowl 56 between the Bengals and the Rams. On paper, this seems like it should be a pretty good matchup. Bengals are playing very well. I do think it feels like they're here maybe a year early or so. This does not really have the profile of a Super Bowl team to me. And it's a credit to how they've taken advantage of opportunities that have been presented to them. It's a credit to Joe Burrow. It's a credit to Jamar Chase. It's a credit to really the whole organization. And one thing that I've kind of noticed through NFL history, especially recently, is sometimes getting there a year early just gives you a confidence and you're able to get back there again and again. And, you know, I go back to a very painful game for the Jets when they lost to the Steelers in the 2010 AFC Championship game. And they haven't been back to the playoffs since. And I've always wondered if they beat the Steelers and they went to the Super Bowl that year and beat the Packers. Obviously, that would be different. Obviously, we'd be celebrating a championship. But I also wonder if the next few years for the Jets go differently, if they have the confidence of knowing that they could get to the big game, if they won it, if they have the aura of a champion. So even though the Bengals are here a year early, maybe they'll be here regularly now going forward. That said, I mean, I do think that this is a team that's not a complete team, not as complete as your typical Super Bowl team. And I think the Rams are probably a more complete team. I think, the, again, I think the Bengals took advantage of opportunities that were in front of them. And one of them is that I did not think this was a great year for the AFC. And it seems like the kind of the perceptions that the NFC was the stronger conference this year. And it goes back and forth. You know, in the late 80s, early 90s, there was a stretch around 13 years where the NFC won every Super Bowl. Then you got into the 2000s, the early to mid-2000s, where the Patriots were rising. You had the Steelers, you had the Ravens, you had Peyton Manning and the Colts. And the AFC was the dominant conference. And that probably the best example of that was in Super Bowl 40, when the Steelers, who were the sixth seed in the AFL, played the Seahawks, who were the top seed in the NFC. And the Steelers were the favorite in that game. The sixth seed in the AFC was the favorite over the one seed in the NFC. That's how dominant the AFC was at that point in time. And since then, it's kind of gone back and forth. This year, the perception was the NFC was the more dominant conference. And the numbers don't necessarily back that up, but that's also kind of my perception. I thought the Titans were one of the weakest one seeds I can remember, and the Bengals took advantage of it to their credit. Now, if you take a look at the, you know, what is it, 112 teams that have made the Super Bowl, I think to be fair, 
they'd probably be near the bottom of the Bengals, but that's not really an insult to the Bengals. Cause you have to think those are some of the greatest teams in NFL history. You're, you're not stacking them up against the bottom five teams in the NFL. You're stacking them up against some of the greatest teams in NFL history, but that does not mean the Bengals can't win this game. Again, the way Burrow's playing, the way Chase is playing, and again, in a one game scenario, you know, if some guy has a huge performance in another sport, in the best of seven series, all right, they're up one, nothing guy has a huge performance in the Super Bowl. His team's a champion. So I definitely give the Bengals a shot in this game. This is a good team. It's not a bad team. This is a good team. You know, they did win the AFC North this year. They did go beat the Chiefs twice. So this is a good Bengals team, and I give them a chance in this game. But I do see some areas that worry me in this game for the Bengals. I worry about the matchups with Eli Apple because he's going to get – I don't know which Rams receiver he's going to get, but he's going to get a Rams receiver who's pretty good. And I don't love that matchup for them. The other matchup that concerns me is this Bengals offensive line because I don't know how they block Aaron Donald. And even Von Miller, who had been kind of quiet since being acquired from the Bengals, it seems like he's beginning to heat up in the playoffs. I think that that's a very problematic thing for the Cincinnati Bengals in this game. And we saw them, especially against the Titans in the divisional round. They had some big problems with the Titans pass rush. Now they're going up against Aaron Donald. Now, I think obviously the Bengals can overcome it. And, you know, a big game from Jamar Chase changes everything. You know, I don't think it takes great expert analysis to say that the Bengals probably, and listen, there's always scenarios, you know, maybe there's a turnover somewhere. Maybe Chase doesn't play well and the Bengals, somebody else plays the game of his life. But I think it goes without saying the Bengals probably going to need a big game from Jamar Chase. That's not exactly expert analysis, but I think we know that's probably true. But we know that the Rams are also going to try and take him away. It doesn't mean they'll be successful. And listen, we've teams have tried to take Jamar Chase away, but I think the Rams are maybe a little bit better equipped than a lot of other teams to, if not eliminate Jamar Chase, kind of slow him down. Because you've got Jalen Ramsey, but also philosophically, I mean, they're a team that likes to play light boxes. They've kind of led this movement in the NFL that I think is going to take uh, hold over the next few years where they're essentially daring teams to run against them. They're playing light boxes. And in the NFL... There's a there's a philosophy that you try and stop the run first, and ever since last year when Brandon Staley came in and put in his defense, the Rams have kind of gone in a different direction where they're playing light boxes. They're kind of daring you to try and run the ball against them. And one of the reasons it works is because you have Aaron Donald, who, you know, even in a light box, is very difficult to stop. And I feel like they're going to dare the Bengals to run. And I kind of go back and forth on whether the Bengals should try and establish the run in this game because. You know, on the one hand, their strength is really has been throwing the ball, and you've got not just Chase, but you've got T. Higgins, and you've got Tyler Boy, you've got you got talented receivers, but you also have a talented back in Joe Mixon, and part of me feels like if the Bengals are going to win, they're going to have to get more out of Joe Mixon than they have in the rest of the playoffs so far. This could be a game where Joe Mixon maybe neutralizes that Rams front a little bit. You know, they get the zone runs working, maybe run it away from Donald stay in decent downs and distances because you definitely don't want to get into situations where you're in obvious passing downs and Donald can just fire up the fields against and the Rams can pick whatever matchup they want on that offensive line. So I kind of feel like Joe Mixon is going to have to play a role in this game, maybe a bigger role than we've seen thus far in the playoffs. And, you know, on the other side of the ball, I've seen a lot of suggestions. You know, in the AFC Championship game, the Bengals were dropping eight frequently against Patrick Mahomes. 
And I've seen that maybe that's a solution for protecting some of the weaker spots in coverage. I'm a little skeptical that's going to work for a couple of reasons. First of all, the Rams have had time to prepare for this. It's not going to catch them off guard. And second of all, you have a veteran quarterback in Matthew Stafford. And dropping eight into coverage can work against younger, more impatient quarterbacks. I think in the AFC Championship game, Mahomes got a little impatient when the Bengals were dropping all those guys into coverage. Because when you rush three and drop eight, what the other quarterback has to do is he has to stay patient. When you're dropping that many guys into coverage, the passing lanes are going to be constricted. Nobody's going to be open right off the bat. So you have to hold the ball. And the reason you can hold the ball is that they're only rushing three. So even if like somebody gets beat on the offensive line, you're probably going to be able to maneuver. You're not, probably not going to step into another pass rusher unless your offensive line just does an absolutely terrible job. And again, I think there were moments where Mahomes was maybe a little impatient, maybe trying too much to make the big play. And I think Stafford probably, I would guess, and maybe I'm wrong on this, I would guess Stafford would be able to avoid that. So you know, for all these reasons, I... I I think the Rams might have a little bit of an edge in this game, but it's always very difficult to say in a one-game scenario what's going to happen. And while I think the Rams are going to try and neutralize Jamar Chase, I'm not sure they're going to be successful. That's it's far easier said than done. And that could be an X factor in this game because if Chase has a huge day, if Chase goes for 150, 200 yards, a couple touchdowns, then obviously that eliminates a lot of the issues the Bengals have, and that can overcome a lot of weaknesses. There are a few other things that make me kind of lean toward the Rams in this game, even though I don't have a lot of conviction. And I'll talk about them as we conclude our Super Bowl preview show here on the Locked On Jets podcast. Of course, the Super Bowl is Sunday. Whoever wins the MVP or the winning quarterback will probably get a trip to Disney World. I hope they also get some Built Bars as a reward for their victory. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bar on the market. They're protein bars, but they taste like chocolate. They're delicious. If you ever tried Puffs, you know that they're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just the protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And Built Bar is not just great tasting. It's also pretty healthy. Most bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. There are lots of delicious flavors. There's mint brownie, there's chocolate, chocolate, there's coconut almond. And for this month, there's white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It'll be delicious and it'll be good for you. So check out their selection at built.com. Again, that's built, B-U-I-L-T.com. Lots of delicious built bars available for you. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Friday, talking about Super Bowl 56 the Rams and the Bengals Sunday in LA. And I do lean a little bit towards the Rams in this game. Again, not a ton of conviction because I could see the Bengals offense having a big day. And if they do, all bets are off. But there are a couple of aspects off the field that make me lean a little bit towards the Rams. The first is that this game's in LA. And I don't know that the crowd's going to be a big factor because in the Super Bowl, it's not the regular fans that are there for the most part. Each team gets a certain allotment of tickets, and the Rams do get an extra allotment because the home fans, the, the fans of the home team, do get do get a few extra tickets. But for the most part, it's kind of a neutral crowd. I think, though, perhaps there was an advantage the fact they got to be at home this week because the Super Bowl has so much distraction. There's so much else going on. I think the fact that they were able probably to have a more normal week than the Bengals might help them out a bit. 
you know, we'll see how that how that goes. It's and the other aspect of this is I think that the Rams' experience because they were in the Super Bowl a few years back against the Patriots, which they lost. I think that that's another advantage. It's not so much that they're nervous or anything. It kind of goes back to the pregame stuff I was talking about. Maybe they know how to handle the week a little bit better. But I think there's also a benefit from what I've heard, from what I've read from people who have played in the game. I think that there's a benefit to having been there before. And I've heard this from people like Andy Reid. I've heard Bill Belichick talk about it. Super Bowl is a different type of game because it's it's just it's unlike any other game you played this year. The commercial breaks are longer. The halftime is longer because you have the halftime show. And I've heard coaches talk about how you need to approach the game differently. You need to make sure you keep you maintain some energy because you could be worn out by the end of the game. And sometimes what you see at the end of these Super Bowls is some teams exhausted because they're not used to playing for four hours. And I've heard talk about how you know resting at halftime. I've heard talk about you know changing your warm up approach just to make sure you maintain your energy level through the game. Now, in fairness, Zach Taylor was in that Super Bowl with the Rams, so he's been there before. But I think the Rams probably have an advantage because they have so many more guys who've been there before and maybe learned the mistakes from a couple of years ago when they played the Patriots and lost. So I think that's another advantage. So you know, look at these things, and I see. I think the Rams are probably better equipped to exploit the Bengals' weaknesses than the Bengals are the Rams. I think the Rams have some other off-field advantages being at home this week, their past experience. But again, like I don't have a ton of conviction just because Burrow's playing so well and Burrow's so promising and Chase and you've got all this talent on the offensive side of the ball. And really, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't have a rooting interest in this one. I just want a good game. And I hope it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a good game. And hopefully we'll we'll get to enjoy it and... You know, if the Bengals win, again, that's the kind of thing that gives me hope as a Jets fan, watching a team turn it around like that, being at the bottom of the league just a couple of years ago and then rising to the top. It's the kind of thing you can aspire to as a Jets fan. So I think that would be pretty cool, too, if the Bengals won it. But that's all for today's show. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked on Jets podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. If you like what you see or hear, subscribe. You'll never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a thumbs up. Helps other Jets fans find the channel. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the game, and we'll be back on Monday.